Hello, 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 and welcome back. How are hey, you guys doing? We are great. How are you this evening, sir? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Awesome, awesome. We've got a, our guest back in the studio tonight. Yes, Obi. indeed. Obi's back. Yay! Ecstatic. <laughs> it's been way too long. Oh, I love it. I it's, love it. I love it. Yeah, I've been uh, getting some questions when we're going to get a new episode out. So Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Hey, we're getting a new episode out. We are it getting is. a new episode out. <laughs> it's, it's coming. It's working. We're working on it. I promise. Yeah. Like, well, like right now. <laughs> As a matter of fact, it's in progress. <laughs> so, um, house, like the trusses are on. Section of the roof is put on. Not all of it, but section of it is on. Sewer is in the ground. It, they've got that. I've got. Have nice. a freaking pump though, because the they there's not enough like the way the hill lies. You can't we can't get enough footage in the leech line. So I got to get a pump to pump stuff up to the top of the hill so I can do all that. And that really makes me mad, but it's okay. It's gonna be all right. Um, <coughs> Just, house is coming along though, like nice, nicely now. Good, so. good. Like we swung by on the way over. I told because I, 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 I yeah. was like, oh, you've not been over there. You're not seeing, and you've not either. You got to get you over there as well. I don't know. Oh man, um, it's. And I was, he was like, he was like, well, the last time I talked to you, I, you were like in the basement there, and it was like echoing. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's it's big, it's huge, <laughs> man. Uh, it's, it's like King Kong could at least like easily wear on his underwear. I mean, it's the it's, house is that big. I mean, it's, it's, it's a pretty good sized house. It's so, nice. You go in the basement. You got that nice two car garage. He's got a, a a perfect spot for the bike and and. Actually, storage type thing. There's right. storage you know, on one end. He's got his room. music room set up, which I'm like, okay, that's awesome. Nice. And he's got a whole line. He could. There's a bowling alley <laughs> on the whole left side. And then you go upstairs, and I'm like, you have four bedrooms up here, and you're like, yeah. And you're just like, how? <laughs> oh, there walk, they are. It's like, these are huge. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I can't wait to get it all like done though. My goodness, I can't wait to talk get about done. a family reunion, dude. The whole family get lost. You don't have, you know, how everybody gets grouped together, and you're like, I really don't want to be here. He was saying something but, about he's like, there's a little spot where there's crawl space. He's like, all right, that's where the safe room is. I was like, no, no, safe no, room's over right. here. <laughs> I'm like, sitting here looking. He's like, oh crap, there really is a safe room there. I was like, it's like yeah. concrete up. He's even got the, you know, the air hose. Right. He goes out, and I'm just like, okay, I Storm feel shelter. safe already, and it's yeah. not even done. <laughs> I, I was highly impressed. It's uh, and for him to do all the work pretty much on his own with, you know, with the wife's supervision. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, I've had. There's been a few hands that's been yeah, out there, and uh, quite a few hands has helped. It's a very beautiful home. I really like it. Um, the land out that way is is phenomenal. I really like the landscape of it. So it's, it's a pretty place. Cool. I'm not gonna lie. I'm taking the wife out there someday here soon. Kind of look at some land and be like, I want that <laughs> corner, babe. What do you think about that corner, dude? The other day we we watched the. Um, the Falcon Heavy Two, Falcon you know? the Falcon, uh, and they when they where recovered they, all three first dude, time. It was awesome. It was epic. Like yeah. well, I'd watched it the night before, and then since we were talking about space, solar system, and all this kind of stuff, and and we were building water rockets in the classroom, I was nice. like, okay, so this happened like yesterday. Like this has been a great week for space. We got a picture of the black hole. We got um, Falcon Heavy. We recovered all three. It's been an awesome, awesome, awesome week yeah, for everything space. Everything went so I was so yeah. The kids really enjoyed that. We watched the, them recover all three rockets, and then got to talk about the black hole, the photograph, and I was like, kids, if you don't remember anything else in my class, like you don't remember that Mister Baloney had a bald head. If nothing else, if you don't remember anything, remember that you got to see the first photograph of a black hole because you lived through a chunk of history right there. Yep. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, it's it it's so bad. Like my my phone like vibrates. Anything NASA or SpaceX does, it just it's just like, hey, you need to watch this. You it's, know, it's some awesome stuff. And I love it. It pops up on my phone from my NASA app that when the well, sunrise comes. You have a NASA app? Yes, I have the NASA app. I, I totally <laughs> okay, love. Okay, so did you listen to the last episode? Uh, no, no. Unfortunately, I did not. Uh, you might want to listen to that one. We're talking. We talk a lot about like internet security and the apps that you use and all that kind of. Yeah, stuff. the things how you kind of go in and kind of everybody can. Oh, mm -hmm. how, yeah. How, yeah. How Big Brother isn't actually Big Brother. He's more like I don't know. A bunch he's, of your telephone. He's ants. like your telephone. Yeah, he's like you know yeah. Android. <laughs> It was like you're just waiting to see that one little light pop up on your phone, or you're like, "Why is my webcam on?" Oh goodness! Do I gracious. not pay you enough taxes? Is that what you're looking at? Is the quality of my pictures on the wall? Oh, but anyway, yeah. 
So it's been an awesome, awesome, awesome few weeks. But like I said, I'm glad we're back here, and I'm glad we're sitting in front of the mics, and we, we're, we're, I'm glad we're doing another episode. Yeah. It's going to be like, fun. Can I start the over first the last, one? Over the last couple of days, like, if I could have been over there working on the house, like, I would have been, but it's been, like, raining cats and dogs and stuff. Has so it not? Uh, it has. And I think that's a good lead-in to what we're going to talk about tonight. Mm. <laughs> I've been waiting like for that. that. I've been itching so, that. Yeah. <laughs> so this week, I figured uh, we could talk about, or well, this week, on this episode, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Can't really I say week. Hoping, yeah. I was hoping that we could talk about uh, the history and the meaning of some common idioms. I know those so, guys. Yeah. You know, I've, I grew I'm up with a bunch of idioms. I am one of those guys. <laughs> I, see, I see two more right here. There's three. There's three oh, amigos. That's awesome, though. You're right. That's what we're going to be talking about. So, so their origins and kind of the, where they the, came from. Yeah, and, the, and what, the ones we, we, we hear them and we We hear we them all the time them. and you know what they mean, but like, why does that mean that? Like, exactly. how does How do you get... From a rose by any bean. other name, <laughs> smell as sweet. So, right. yes. So yeah. All right. Uh, Obi, you said you wanted to go first. Yeah. So well, go for well, it. yeah. Yeah. Well, Jeremy kind of Break started it with the. No, no, no. I want to hear the. No, no. I don't. No. I don't have an origin on that one. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I just. I thought I that, that would know that it. would, yeah, that would yeah. kind of run into right. it. Yeah. So. Let's see here. The the where was it? I just had it. Um. Oh <laughs> yes. I'm just going to say, you can bleep it out, right? Uh, it's rated adult. So. Yeah, okay, this is all, yeah, yeah, we're, we're okay. Rated, uh, rated adult here. Bat shit crazy. Okay. All right, now... And I know I, that guy, too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so I got to looking into that one, and I was just like, okay, well, I don't know where that phrase come from. So turns out, bat shit crazy, or it, you know, is term from like if you was to hit like bats in a belfry mm-hmm. right so if you ring that bell it throws their radar off they they fly erratically you don't know which way they're going they're unpredictable bam so that's where it, it all derived from bat in the belfry or they have bats in their belfry just it's you don't oh, okay. know they're, they're just they're just nuts you don't know which way they're gonna go so i was I like i didn't understand that one either I didn't either, and I, I felt a little bit smarter, but I'm like, damn, we, we really kind of dumbed that one down a little bit. Yeah, uh, I've heard bats in the belfry, um, yeah. but hmm. I didn't I didn't understand that that was because the bells would mess up the bats' sonar and cause them to, like, bang into stuff. So. And, oh. and that's – they would hit – they'd fly into objects, and they would actually go in and ring the bell – to get the bats to like almost knock themselves out that way, and they would pick them up off the. If you ever notice when you walk in, there's it's just square. Most time, it's just empty up to the bell, right? And it's you know, huh? Not not that? not exactly <laughs> the reason it was there, but I mean it was. Now see, I always thought now, I guess I was wrong, but you know, guano crazy because that's what bat crap that's is. Exactly where I was uh, going. I always <laughs> thought that that saying came because guano. Has a very high concentration of um, craziness. No, no, it's like uh, methane. Met, uh, yeah. Uh, um, so when you go into a cave where they roost, mm-hmm. it's got a real high concentration of the gas, and when you inhale it, it kind of messes with your brain. That's yeah, what it, I always thought. Deplete, deplete, it's, it's oxygen, <clears throat> oxygen depleting. Like you literally have to wear a respirator into like where the caves yeah. are and stuff. So yeah, but yeah that's I what was, ammonia. I was, Is it ammonia? Yeah. High ammonia. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's kind of okay. So like that's where I always thought it came from. Bugs. I didn't realize it was. Uh, yeah, I was surprised too because that's what I was thinking. I went straight Ace Ventura. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, that's where that came from. But no, no, it was so. That's 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 the one thing I learned out of this this whole mess. I was like, what? Okay, uh-huh. so you were wondering about cats and dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, it says that this one can possibly be come from like the days of like the Norse gods. Um, it says that Odin was a lot of times pictured with animals like dogs, wolves, and things like that. And right. when he would be mad, um, he would cause massive rains, and they would say that it was raining the the cats and dogs of Odin. Um, so that would, uh-huh. that's a possibility okay. where it came from. And then it says also that there that 
in, back in like the 16th, 17th century, where the houses were built much lower, dogs and cats would literally get on the roofs, uh, roofs of houses. And when a heavy rain would come, they would wash off the roof. So it would be raining cats and dogs. So a couple of different origins. Don't know exactly where it came from, but that's a couple of possibilities. So. That's messed That's up. That's weird. I, I didn't see that one coming either. I was I the whole Odin thing, I, I mean, I thought, cats and dogs, I don't know. I mean, I, if they're falling from the sky, okay, where were they, where are they coming from? But I didn't, I didn't know anything about the whole gods thing. But, yeah, huh. interesting. Odd. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, one of the ones I've come across is, uh, you know, I hear it a lot when somebody says, like, well, that's nothing to sneeze at. I've heard that, but... You know, and you mean it's like you need to take it serious. Right. Right. Like, that's that's what it means. I but why would you say nothing to sneeze at? Exactly. When, when it's like, you know, something you should take serious. Where does that come from? So, I mean, if I sneeze, I'm having, <clears throat> you know. That's a reaction. Of, that's that's a not reaction necessarily though. something that you control, though, right? I mean, a sneeze. You really can't yeah, have it. Yeah, it's like a. It's almost involuntary. involuntary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> take it in, serious if you can. Uh, and well, where where this comes from is in the 1600s, uh, sneezing was considered to be a status symbol because uh, people believed that it would clear your head and stimulate the mind to sneeze. To sneeze would, huh. yeah, interesting. So it, it became quickly that sneezing was a way to show your disapproval or the lack of interest in a topic. Like, so if somebody was talking about something that bored you, you would, huh. As like a way to say like clear. I'm clearing that out of my mind. So is, how because about I don't, that? Is that maybe where like the uh, they just like the came from? I, maybe I can't, the tisk sound. Yeah, the, the, I can't do. Yeah. I can, the facial expression is here, but I yeah, can't. it's that the tisk sound. That's that, like well, yeah, you know, kind of a possibly thing. yeah. That's, huh. that's uh, weird. But the the I first the first printed uh, use of this uh, was in as a negative. Negative connotation, yeah. Negative connotation, yeah. Was in 1799 uh, in a play by John Allingham. Uh, the play was called Fortune's Frolic, and the line written was, why, as to his consent, I don't value it a button, but then 5,000 pounds is not a sum to be sneezed at. Huh. How about that? So that's pretty that's, interesting. That's where that comes from. Wow. Pretty cool, pretty cool, pretty what cool. What year was that? 1799 is when the play was written. The The actual huh. use of it was from the 1600s. Uh, that's where they started, you know, the sneezing thing was to clear your mind and make you think better. So that's pretty cool. More. That's pretty cool. There's one that, um, that I came across, um, and this was not on any of the lists that we've looked at or anything like that. Um, this is one that I actually came across doing research whenever we were talking back um, in my class the first year that I was teaching about colonial America. America. So like we're talking like, and we were specifically talking about the Bruton Parish Church in um, uh, Williamsburg, Virginia, and the uh, the 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 interesting little tidbit that I that I got from the research that I was doing about the church was the location of people in the church. So you have like the high up, you know, people that are wealthy and things like that that would be set in the front. You had the poor the people and whatnot. Yep. And then you have the the poorer people in the back, the slaves would be up in the balcony. Um and the thing that that I thought was interesting was um as people would leave the church, the poor people would hold their hand out and they would be asking for a handout, which was literally money. So that way they could get food or what have you. And they would stick their hand out. And as people would pass by, they would put a little bit of money. Well, that transferred over. People didn't want to necessarily know that how much money or they wanted to keep it under wraps, how much money they were going to give to the poor. So they started shaking hands and transferring money. So today, our fellowship in church, where we end the service with everybody going around shaking hands, is a leftover from that handout. And that's where people shake hands, and it's a passing of money from one to the other, and it's a way of, of leaving the church. It was the last thing that you did before you left, and it was giving a handout to those people wanting. And I thought that was just right, a really, yeah, really, really, really cool thing. That's jaw-driver. I didn't know that. That's... Just a little chunk of history that still we still yeah that we're still like kind of doing, and I thought that was a kind of a neat thing. Sorry, that one was just totally random. But you you talking about you know 
what you were saying there. There was a, it reminded me of that. So it was completely oh, off subject from from what I what I was going to go with here. So anyway, oh, you got another one there, Obes? You want one of us to go again? Uh, let's see here. Uh, okay, here's a good one. If the creek don't rise. If the creek don't rise. If the creek don't rise. It, the Lord origins. willing, if the creek don't <laughs> rise. Lord willing. <laughs> I'll be there Saturday if the creek don't rise. <laughs> so I got to looking into this one, and it's pretty broad. Um, it, it From what I can tell reading up on it, was it comes basically as slang to uh, farmers in the late 1800s, early 1900s. Um, a lot of low basins when they were farming, you know, the irrigation, they, they primarily just had just that one creek or, you know, right. especially where we're raised at the ridge lines, you only got this portion and you got the creek and then it's all mountain. And it's all flat in the bottoms. You know, they always so called that the bottoms. They would seed and it would be like, Lord willing, the creek don't rise, wash away the seed, you know, as they oh, okay. planted their fields and stuff like that. So that's kind of where that one come from. And I'm like, okay, that's another one that you think somebody growing up in Kentucky would have just I always known. thought it would be like just cutting you off from communication to someone else yeah. or, yeah. or transportation like flooded out your yeah, escape you, from the house yeah Which, if, I mean, the, if the if the creek rises then you can't cross the bridge or you can't get right. a, you know yeah, it's the water's too deep to ford the, the creek or whatever but there's like i was saying huh. there's there's a lot of different like that one there's just like well you know it's just that's pretty awesome you can though. use that, that one about the, the seeds and stuff was the farthest back that i saw and i'm like well that's that's pretty cool. You better because you spring showers, you're planting your seeds, and right. It, it was that was a good Lord one. willing, and the creek don't rise. How about that? Yeah, learn. All I've kinds learned of something stuff. tonight. That's mm. awesome. I'm going to learn a lot tonight though, because I mean, literally, I, I I've looked over these a couple of weeks ago. I looked over them, and then I hadn't looked over them again until like tonight, and then. Uh, so I, I I did I've literally not looked at any of the ones that you guys are covering. So I'm learning stuff as we go. I love yeah. it. I love yeah, it, that's love the it, that's it. the fun part for me is is the research and the learning and all that stuff that we yes. do for the episodes. It's, yeah, that's what I, I enjoy. Uh, <laughs> so another one I had here is like you know uh, when somebody says, "Oh boy, that's rough as a cop." Oh, mm. uh, I think I know where that one comes from. And uh, yeah. everybody knows that, you know, you know what that means. It's like, it's going to be, that's, that's difficult. It's painful. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh, it's going to be a, an arduous process. Yeah, we're talking the abroids. Yeah. Sanitary. So this, this phrase, as uh, we all happen to be from the South and the, and the, the country yeah. where this is uh, even more recently for us than people in larger cities, probably. Uh, cause like my grandparents had to deal with this, you yeah, know, so, my, I want to say mine did as well. Uh, the, the root of this saying goes back to a dried corn cob yeah. after all those, after all the kernels have been pulled off of it. And, uh, and why the, would, of course those are rough, but why would you even concern yourself with it? You might be asking, well, <laughs> back in the old days before the advent of the common toilet paper that we have today or the Sears Roebuck catalog <coughs> uh, and before they gloss the pages that is <laughs> yeah before before that became easy on those pages popular uh, what you would do is just take an old corn cob when you were finished using the restroom and that's how you would clean yourself afterwards yep and uh, as you can imagine that wouldn't necessarily be comfortable no can you imagine we're talking like you know 40 grit sandpaper. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, this is like up to what the, I forget the, I can't even quote the year, but. Which like, is, what, again, while they, I guess they refer to your bungs, your back, your backside sometime as, as cornhole. your cornhole. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Possibly. I never, I never considered that one, but yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. Or, or, you know, the, the one I always thought of that was because. Well, I mean, you know, you know, they say that corn doesn't digest. No, it doesn't. So, yeah, you so can the frequently... kernel, the kernels kind of yeah. they they have a tendency to show themselves. Exactly. Again. Yeah. So that's I've heard that too. So, oh my goodness! All right, so let's bury the hatchet with with another one, okay? All right. Which is the phrase "bury the hatchet"? We know mm-hmm. what that means. That means to either stop a conflict, make peace, you know, put an end to it. We're going to put an end to this thing. We're going to bury the hatchet. So origins on this one, whenever I was I was looking it up, um, dates back to again like early days in North America, Puritans, Native Americans, conflicts in the New World, and when negotiating over these new pieces of land, um, 
literally the Native Americans would be um, told to bury their weapons, to bury the hatchets, the knives, the clubs, tomahawks, any weapons that they had. So they were literally inaccessible. So you couldn't ah. get them. So you would make peace by burying the hatchet, uh, by burying all of the weapons. So that way, whenever you guys would, when they would get together, you didn't have to fear for your Cause, life. Because, you know, you can't strangle somebody or just beat them to death with your yeah, bare no. hands. It like could a, happen, I guess, but I don't like know. the original DMZ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> true enough, true enough. Sure enough, but that's where that one comes from, and I've used that one a time or two. I uh, see. Like, I always thought it just meant like you know, smack it like real to, hard into the wood to like lodge it to basically not, not literally bury it underground. Like yeah, I mean, and that's where kind of what I thought too. Whenever you say bury the hatchet, I always thought that I think of the gavel. Whenever you're right. dealing with like, like slam a slam it down, slam it down, and we we've, we've done that, and it's kind of at rest now. It's yeah. at peace. Well, you know, like if you smack it real hard in there, it just gets stuck. Yes, that's what I've always yeah. kind of took it to mean. Like you buried it in the stump. Yep. You know, it's to like bury the hatchet. But I literally dig a hole and put it in the ground. Is yeah, I got to say, one, I huh? went to a completely different rated <laughs> R version of that whole phrase. What bury the hatchet? Bury the hatchet. You know, oh, skull, skull deep is what I. It just as soon as you say bury the hatchet, I'm thinking just. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, that's, I went a bit no. violent there. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's, that's literally, it's, it's, that's, it means to bury the weapons so that you can't get to them. No okay. access to them. So. Right on. Yeah. All right. Here, okay. Here's, here's one. Uh, cold is a witch's teat. <laughs> I've heard that before. Now, yeah. now typically, besides that's what, teat, that's, that is, you hear, you know, you, that's cold. That's, that's like Kentucky cold. That's Kentucky cold, right? <laughs> that, that's Kentucky at 5.30 in the morning before the sun hits the bottom of the ridge. That's right. Is that warmer the, or colder than a well digger's ass? Oh. No, I, no, a witch's well titty. Digger's knee. A well digger's knee. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've, I don't heard, s- I've never heard. I've, I've always heard we got to think a cave oh, is like, oh. what, 54 degrees on average? Uh, 57. 57 yeah, degrees. 57 so degrees. a witch's teat is, is, I'm thinking, like a little bit. Well, I don't know the the water in the cave is pretty daggum cold. It, it can't. It, could you imagine the cave divers that go splunking? I'm just like, no, no. So anyway, no. so where did this come okay, from? Okay, so cold cold is a witch's teat comes from a term uh, categorized from what I understand, and I'm not going to say his name because I don't really agree with the whole witch hunt thing that went on oh, back in the yeah. day. But apparently. This man that was a general within the witch hunters of the church and all this, he uh, he decides that uh, this is going to be one of his coined phrases, cold as a witch's tit. And it was when you traded your soul to Satan for all these gifts right. and blah, 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 you get a familiar. Like, you know, like D&D characters get mm-hmm. a familiar. Right. You, you get, get an owl, or... cat, gecko, right. some weird person i don't know and so you know you've got this thing well that that familiar would have to have a source of sustenance sustenance which become the mark of the witch which become the witch's teat which was always said to be like it's an extra nipple it's extra nipple (gasps) now wow i knew knew this i didn't know that had a temperature to it but i knew two to three moles on your body would be considered normal anything more or a very large mole or a misshaped mole or a a very severe birthmark could be consecutive a succular point and there is something uh it's like 15 to 20 percent of people actually have just a random, nipple. a random extra nipple. Yeah, and it was it's just be, like a birth. That was thing. the devil's like, tit. The yeah. you know that's what you fed your your you're familiar with. You're familiar with, and that become colder <laughs> than a witch's titty. And I'm like, I all these the definitions that I've looked up. You know, besides a couple of the straightforward ones, I was I was like, I had no clue. I'm just no, like, I had no clue at all. On any of that, I was that was totally out of, out of left yeah, field. Yeah, I told you on the phone. Wow. I was like, that one was crazy. But just imagine <laughs> but next how time. Does it, how wa- does he get a temperature? Like, where does the cold part? Well, of it th- this is what I'm thinking. Um, most moles are external. They don't have a big blood flow to them. So what I'm thinking is, people back in uh, the way I look at it, back in the day, if you had a big old mole, big it's going to be colder than the rest of your body because it doesn't have a dedicated blood source to it. So it's external, so it'd be colder than your main... Huh. That's huh. my thoughts. I, I don't. don't I didn't wild. dig that deep, but yeah. It's, <laughs> okay. okay. Next Fair time enough. you see Gandalf, just it just makes me wonder. That's wild. Yeah, it's just like wizards, huh? Huh. A witch's teat. 
But that's that, interesting. Yeah, it was a, yeah, a fading orifices for your familiar. <laughs> <sighs> oh, yeah, I've got something uh, to mess with John now. When next time he's playing his <laughs> whatever, you know, whatever character he plays, he always plays something that's yeah, spell familiar. Yeah. Say, his spell slinger. So, where are you feeding so, that? So where are you feeding that? that? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I want to see that uh, kibble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's, that's pretty good. good one. Yeah, that is. Wow. Oh, yeah. Now, cool. So that brings me to my next one, which this one is a little ambiguous. Uh, there, there's no hard, this is where this originates. There's a couple of good theories, and there's one that I, I find, I kind of believe, but uh, there's nothing like definitive on it. Okay. So the, the, the phrase is, there's more whatever of that than you can shake a stick at. Oh, yeah. Shake a stick at something. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's more, you know, there's more of that than you can shake a stick at. The, the phrase itself is recorded to be fairly old. We've had some documented uh, sayings that were already predate this one, but it's from uh, the, the earliest you can find it in print is about in 1818 in the Lancaster uh, Journal. From or I'm sorry, I guess if it's in Pennsylvania. I guess it'd be the Lancaster Journal. The Lancaster, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. In 1818, and... As written in the journal, it says, we have in Lancaster as many taverns as you can shake a stick at. So where did the phrase come from? So, what is it, what is well, it? so the implied meaning of that is that there's a lot. Right. Right. It's like right. There's, there's there's too many to count. There's more there than, than you could just put a number on easily. But why would you call shaking a stick at yeah, it? I was like, going to say, why would you shake a stick at it? What, like, like, there's a whole bunch. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, there's more blades of grass than I can shake a stick at in my yard. Yeah, why would you want to shake a stick? What's a stick got to do with it? Why would you want to shake a stick at a yard? It's your grass. I don't... It, <laughs> exactly. It makes no sense. So, uh, the, the, the best theory we can come up with as to the explanation of this is... Uh, just shake a stick at someone would be considered like a threatening gesture, right? Okay. Like, you know, you've got a, some form of blunt instrument that a, you are wielding yeah. violently, right? A club or something. Yeah, yeah. a club. You got a stick. You're going to, yeah. and you're waving it, you're shaking it to show that and you have intent yes. to, to do bodily harm with it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the theory is that, that the, the origin of the phrase comes in from like a fighting or warfare standpoint uh, implying that there's so many numbers of the enemy that it would be pointless to threaten them with a gesture. Okay. That like, okay. It, so you were outnumbered to a point that shaking, shaking a stick, a stick is, does no good. Is no good. I like understand there's, there's now. 40 guys coming at you. It's stupid to shake a stick at them. Right. Like it's pointless. I see. It's like okay. saber rattling. Yeah, there's no point in rattling your saber if right. there's so many people that... Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Now, I didn't... Yeah. I was sitting there, and I'm like, huh. wow. Interesting. So It's like every there, one of these are just like... But yeah, there's there's no something. hard, definite, like, this is where it comes from, and this is what it means. There's the earliest print that we can find of this being used, but there's no good, solid origin for it. It's just kind of a, a theory... But that's kind of the first time we see it in print, at least. Right. Okay. I didn't have, I really haven't, um, the, the, the research I did, I've done is not really, it doesn't give me like specific dates on most of my things. It gives me just kind of like, okay, around this time period. So um, the next one that, that I came up with I thought was interesting was, was armed to the teeth. And <clears throat> to be armed to the teeth, we know means that you are well-equipped. You've got enough stuff that you are armed so right. well that you can take out pretty much anything in front of you. And right. um, the origin behind this is and, that... And I would go to Fardis just to say, like, even if everything else, you're even willing to use your teeth as a weapon. Well, actually, actually, yes. And I mean, yes and no, that was part of it. But to be armed to the teeth means that you are holding weapons, you are wielding enough weapons that you are carrying a maximum capacity to the point that you're even carrying something in your mouth. Oh. So like a like a, a knife in the mouth or something like that. Like those old pirate movies. Or the old had, pirates yeah. movie where they had, yeah. So to be armed to the teeth meant that you had so many things. And literally one of the guys that they said that, that this this originates from um, is um, Teach, um, the Blackbeard. 
They they oh. always would say that he was armed to the teeth because he had. I mean, he carried typically somewhere between um, like eight, eight or nine. Well, it was, pistols. On it, his. Yeah, I mean, he carried the 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 eight or nine pistols. Like he carried six on his chest and then two in his belt. He had two swords. He had daggers on each boot. He had daggers in the back of his belt. He carried clay bombs. You know, basically grenades. Right. Um, and then he would weave twine into his beard and light that. That was so actually that way, a thing. Yeah, yes. And he yes. would light that and let it smolder so he could use that to light the clay bombs and throw them at people. I watched he that. He was on, a wicked, he was like uh, six foot seven or six yeah, foot he's eight. Big old dude. He was huge. And he kept that, kept that big beard and the hat and all that. I mean, he was massive already. And I mean, could you? Could, and I mean, then they said, like, like, even to meet him on the deck, they said you, you would think that you were meeting the devil because he, here's this thing that's smoking as it's coming after right, you. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, like <laughs> now, I mean, even so, even back then, the average height for somebody was probably no, like five, six, five, five seven. Yeah. And here he was almost seven feet tall. He's like six foot something. Yeah. Smoke like flowing out of him. <laughs> oh, my Lord. That would be terrifying. It's like terrifying, the original absolutely. Lady Gaga. Yeah. Guys. I mean, yeah. He's this what is, is that? <laughs> he was, dude, <laughs> so, but, they always, <laughs> but they would say that he would be armed to the teeth because even though he was carrying all of those things, he would still grab something and typically grab it with his teeth and come after you even growling with that. So yeah, no, he sounds I like he sounds like every D and D character I've ever played. Amen. Again. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> you can never have too many knives. Uh, that is not a thing. Edward teaches his name. Yep. Actually, wow. speaking <laughs> of that, I have two projects at the house. I've got an old school uh, imperial spear I've been working on, and a um, the best way I could put it be like an old Viking hammer. No, I'm not talking Thor. I'm just talking like a real thin. You know, whap you in the side of the face, hammer. So, I get those done. I just like an art, like like a a hammer or a pick. No, I've got a hammer on one side and a double pick on the other side. Okay. When I when I get it done, I'll send you pictures and stuff. But I like okay. to go through and I dremel the whole shafts. And I mean, it's just I I have nothing better to do with my time than to make a zombie weapon. I'm never going to use. <laughs> you never Fun. know. You never know. I'm very helpful <laughs> one day. So it's kind of funny you're talking about Blackbeard. Yeah. You know, famous pirate. Yeah. Lived, you know, famously for being on a boat, a ship. Yeah. Right. Right. So that brings me to my next saying. Uh, you know, well, let me tell you something. You sure got a chip on your shoulder. A chip on your shoulder. Yeah. Okay. I know what the phrase means as far as like it means that you have kind of a bad attitude or you have right. like something that is literally that you. yeah you can't get off either that or you you are walking around just waiting to go off on someone right yeah yeah like you're looking for an excuse to fight like right you got a chip on your shoulder and you're just waiting for somebody to do something about it just to, so you got an excuse okay right sure excuse yeah similar yeah so the the phrase a chip on your shoulder comes from the former rights like you know constitutional rights uh-huh. of Shipwrights, people that built ships. Okay, okay. Uh, from the Royal Naval Dockyards in Britain. Uh, they were allowed to take home a daily, every day, they could take home the offcuts of timber that they could carry on their shoulder. And the unit of the oh. wood that they were carrying was called a chip. I see. So they could carry oh. home a chip of wood every day. The problem was that the privilege uh, began in 1634, uh, and as, as as most people out there know, Britain had the world's greatest navy around this time frame. Like yeah. it was superior to, I mean, that's how they got their power. It's a tiny island, and at, I think at some point, seventy percent of the modern world has been under British colonial rule mm-hmm. at one point or another. Man, that island ran out of trees fast. Uh, so by 1756, the privilege had been abused to the point and was costing taxpayers so much money for lost timber that the country could no longer repair or construct new warships. Wow. Uh, so the decision was then made by the Navy Board to limit the quantity of timber a shipwright could carry home to what he could carry. Under his arm. Okay. So no longer on your shoulder. Right. Okay. And huh. the shipwrights naturally were upset by this. 
Well, yeah, because now to they, them it now was like a no loss lo- of pay, right? Basically, so that's hmm. where the saying "a chip on your shoulder" comes from. How about that? Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I every not... one of these definitions we've run through today, <laughs> I had no clue. I'm just like, no, I didn't know any of this. But yeah, I, I've, I mean, I heard the saying before, but I always thought it was like, you know, yeah. For in my mind. In my like juvenile petty mind over here, <laughs> I'm just picturing like somebody walking around with like a Dorito on their shoulder. Like yeah. I don't, I'm like, why? Why would you have chips on your shoulder? Like it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Why, why do you think you're better yeah. than me? It's a Dorito. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I like Funyuns, man. What's the problem? <laughs> that, well, I guess. <laughs> but, but yeah, so it's, uh, but yeah, the, a chip was the how much wood they were allowed to carry home. That's and, cool. And when the rule was changed to what they could carry under their arm and not on their shoulder, they had a problem with it, and it was a real sticking point with all the shipwrights. So, Cool. Cool. All right, Obes, what you got over there? Well, I was looking through here. Let's see. Um, I got a funny one, <laughs> a straightforward one, and a crooked one. Let's go with the straightforward one. The yeah. straight As a crow flies. As a okay. crow flies. As a crow flies. Now, I, I, I've known this as well as probably you guys do, is crows flying a straight line. I, I don't know why. This you, is a, but this really, is, t- is this not just typically a unit of measure? Yeah, it's typically. So, like, you yeah, go from like point A to point B. It's 15 miles as a crow flies. As a crow flies, yes, exactly. As, so, as you're looking at a straight line. Right. Mm-hmm. And, not yep. account- and not accounting for elevation change. Right. Mm. Because it is. Flying on a, straight, on a straight plane, yes. Look, we all knew one. This is the only one that we all knew. Yeah. So that's As where it cr- comes. From. That's what it comes from. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah, that. yeah. Okay. Because in like orienteering, yeah. Right when you're when you're map reading and stuff, mm-hmm. they have to account for elevation change. So that's why they you, use topographical maps. And right. Shows because yeah. that, that yeah. adds gonna that's gonna add to your walk and stuff. Yep. And everything. So right. <clears throat> so and awesome. and on average, a person. You know, we, we can travel up to, you know, just generally about 15, 20 miles a day, you know. That's nor- that's the that's normal, normal walking speed for a person, yep. yep. And so. they, yeah, one day, yeah, as long as the terrain is fairly level and, you know, non- non-obstructive. And, right. And this one took me a, this one's quick and easy and everybody will get it, but it took me a good five minutes before I finally figured it out. It is <laughs> And that's crooked as a dog's hind leg. Oh, we know that one, right? Yeah, and I'm like... What? Yeah, their and back it, legs. It, it's are just so. It it, it, it dawned. I'm just sitting angle. here and I'm like, I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, well, okay, but I, what's <clears throat> the point? Yeah, I'm kind of with you on it. I mean, it makes sense, but why? Yeah, that, why, that's why so refer to that I, or why make that comparison? Yeah, I mean, where the did dogs, that metaphor back leg, come from? Hind leg versus something else. Why not a horse's hind leg? They have the same bend. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is true. This is true. Yeah. So when I seen that one, I'm like, okay, that's one I've got to bring up because it just. Some things, those metaphors are just lost to me. And I'm like, right. I just can't per- get my perspective around to lock into it. So speaking of horses, we, this is Derby weekend. Yesterday was the Derby. First uh, time in 145 years. Yeah, that uh, disqualified horse won, or disqualifying horse, which was the winner, was no longer the winner. And I think what happened was somebody got that, uh, someone got that horse's goat. And that's my next one. Mm. To get one's goat. You've heard that phrase. Yeah, I've heard it. All right. So what do you think it means? Like you, you you agitated me. You absolutely angered me. Yep. To irritate or annoy someone. So this was one of the things that that um, in the racing industry, goats were used because they thought that a, a goat in the stall with the horse would calm the animal. So this um, jockey would place the goat in the stable with their horses, and it would relax the but, horses. However, if a competitor was to come by and steal your goat, this would typically upset the the horse, and it would yeah. Upset but wouldn't the you people. want your horse mad? Well, wouldn't not, you want your horse out there like yeah, that's, that's, I'm going to win this race? The adrenaline. Yeah, well, I, maybe. But I'm, what I'm thinking is that this would what according to what they're saying that 
it would spook the horses because they oh, would, yeah, I mean, it would okay. make them uneasy. Okay. So um, this competitor's, uh, a competitor's horse would have more of a chance of winning if it had its ghost goat and it was nice and calm and you would have taken someone else's goat. So you've irritated this animal. You've irritated. So it comes from goat. irritating horses. Irritating horses in the racing industry. There's so a couple is, of them that comes from the, the racing industry. Um, that one came from the racing and then um, hands down. You've heard the the phrase yeah, hands yeah. down. You know, yeah. we won the race hands down. We did it hands down. Yeah, it 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 basically without a lot of effort. You know, it's pretty much this is an easy task. Yeah. You know, I, I can I, you know. Well, now that you tell me it's from the racing industry, mm-hmm. like I okay, I never I I've, I've understood what the phrase meant, mm-hmm. but I've never thought about why you Where would say we that. Use that yeah. But now that you say it's from horse racing, yeah, I'm gonna go with the jockey didn't have to use his whip. He was hands down. Actually, it's winning hands down is re- referred to as when a jockey could remove his hands from the reins and drop them and still win the race because he was so far ahead. Oh, so wow, he okay. would win hands down. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I did not see that one. Yeah. Again. A couple of those just... that came from the racing industry that I thought was kind of interesting. So yeah. you got another one in there? No, that was the only that, two. That was it. Yep. That was nice. <laughs> I've enjoyed this one. Yeah, this is. Uh, now, I mean, I've got more that we can go over for sure. Oh, I've yeah, still, I've still got a couple. I've yeah. got a couple. Well, since we're talking about horses, uh, I got one here that says, uh, you know, you know, hey, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. I saw that one on here as well. I thought about that's an it interesting too. one, right? I did. And and uh, here's the you thing: know, you I'm not going to you know, look any horse in the mouth because horses and me don't get along. Yeah, they bite. They bite. Yeah. Um, okay. And I, I'm one of those th- guys that goes, you know what? This animal is large and it has a brain and it does. They, they normally don't like me, so I'm just gonna stay away from them. Like if it seems very, very friendly, I might give it a pat and go, "Hey, buddy," and then walk away. I'm not gonna get on something that has its own mind. Well, coming from my my past, um, mom and dad kept Tennessee Walkers when he was stationed in Memphis. Oh, oh my word! All right, so I mean, we had um, you know the high steppers. Um, we had three horses, and when we came back and lived up here in Kentucky, it was, you know, my, my great uncle had horses that he would train yeah. and sell. So, I mean, he was in the horse trade, so I got, I got to deal with the tackle, you know, and just getting it. So I never did understand the whole looking at a gift horse, but I mean, I've brushed their teeth. So, I mean, I've stared, you know, you're all right. You literally looked looked into a horse's mouth, but I don't. They're scary looking, aren't they? Especially if you Those teeth are like 17 inches wide and about four foot tall. Yep. And each one of them has like a razor on the end of it so they can like knock. (laughs) (laughs) There's barbed wire in there. But there's there's a reason you you feed a horse palm up. You do not curve those fingers at all. Because they will take them off. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I've never, I mean, I've I've brushed a horse's teeth. I mean, I've done that, but I don't understand a gift horse. So you never look a gift horse in the mouth. It's, It's saying... When I give you something, don't ask questions. Just be thankful. Right. Right. That's what the phrase means. Yeah, don't it's look just, for those cavities, man. Just accept. Well, just accept the gift. Well, it comes so from it something comes, else. It though. comes from something else. So, by examining a horse's teeth, you can put a rough estimate on the age of the animal, because uh, as a horse ages, uh, its teeth continue to grow and and change shape. So you can get a rough estimate of the age of the animal. Uh, given the length and shape of its teeth, uh, that's uh, there's an, another saying comes along the same lines where it, like, oh boy, he's getting long in the tooth. Yeah, somebody that's getting old, yep. that's getting towards the end of their life. It's the same thing. It comes from the exact same specialist task here. The the horse's teeth, the older they get, the longer they get. So they could look at that and, and gauge the the age of the animal. Now this, I think, is the oldest one that I looked up. Right. It it goes back likely to a text from St. Jerome written in Latin roughly in 8400. Oh, my word. Uh, he wrote a letter to the Ephesians, which contains the text, Noli equidentes esperici donati. Literally translated, never inspect the teeth of a given horse. Basically, be thankful that someone has given right. you this animal. Don't complain because it was a gift. Exactly. Yeah. Don't complain that you got an old horse. You got a free horse. Exactly. That's there kind of go. the... Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I've, actually, I'd read about that one as well, and that was one of those that... Uh, yeah. 
I I kind of knew that it was along those lines, but I didn't rem- I didn't know that it went back that far. Wow, that's right. pretty awesome. That's the oldest. That's the oldest they could find it in print. Yeah. So the next one that I have here is we've heard this old phrase and we've used I've used it. I, I know I have. And we always talk about it in 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 the context of something that's expensive or something that is unattainable, extremely expensive, costing an arm and a leg. So, oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's if, if you know, I want the uh, Ferrari, but it's going to cost me an arm and a leg. So right. here's the thing. Um, this actually um, goes back to the 18th century and it goes back to artists who would, you know, paint people's portraits and. The people would would pay basically uh, on scale. How much of your body are they going to paint? So the more they would paint, the more expensive the painting would be. So they would have portraits made without certain limbs showing. So they would be turned sideways. There would only be one arm or it would only show your one leg. And that way it would cut the cost down on these paintings. So that way it wouldn't cost as much. So to cost an arm and a leg literally meant it would cost an arm or a leg. If you were buying it, man, I was totally in Conan by the barbarian right there. I'm like, you want that horse? It's going to cost you a finger, buddy. But no, it was, it's just like, you don't want the arm. I'm not charging you for the arm. You you have only one arm showing in the painting. Ah, yes. Wow. I never would have put that together. That is really cool. Okay. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, was, so, I thought that one was kind yeah. of interesting. Like I said, that was one of those that was just kind of out in left field. I was like, "Huh?" So that's where that comes from. Right. Right. Well, so Obi was talking about one earlier. This isn't one I wrote down or research, but it just popped into me when he was talking about being guano crazy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> another 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 similar saying to that is "mad as a hatter." Yeah, Boy, I actually have that one pulled up in front of me right now. She's mad as a hatter. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. No, I didn't no, mean no, to steal no. one from you. No, no, you didn't. You didn't. You're good. This is just off the top of my head. If you've got it pulled up, you probably know better than I do. But uh, I, when you say that, you know that means somebody that's just crazy. crazy. Like they're just mentally unstable. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And what this comes from, if I believe, correct me if I'm wrong. Okay, I've got it right here. So. Uh, in older days... Yep. When everyone was specialized, you had a cobbler that made shoes. You had a tailor that made your suits. Yep. You had a hatter Cooper that made, made your hats. Yep. Yes, you're right. Cooper's made your barrels. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So you had a hatter that made your hats. And the problem came in, uh, I, I, I don't know what they used it for. So you can, I can inform you, me I of can that. I can tell you right here. Okay. But they, they, in some process in making the hat, they would use mercury. Yes. Oh, so there went crazy. It's, it's the felt. It's a process for um, straightening the fibers of felt so that way they okay. could make the felt so that way they could when they would make the hat. Um, they also used a mercury bath um, on any type of jewelry that they would use on the hat for um, since we didn't have electroplating in those days. Electrolysis. Yep. Yeah. They would use they would do a mercury bath to get gold foil to stick to something. So effectively making it gold plated. Okay. So and they would have to heat the mercury and the fumes from the mercury. Right. This was in the 17th and 18th century that this happened. Right. Um, and poisoning would occur. Like people would go into a, a, the, like go into this business, be completely fine, and then as you would work with this mercury and constantly uh, breathing, it breathing in. these fumes in, yeah. you would become poisoned by it. And yeah, you would the, get merc- heavy metal poisoning. Heavy, yeah, and they called it the Mad Hatter's Disease. Um, it was marked by shyness, irritability, tremors, and it would make a person seem like they were just going crazy, mad, um, and eventually would kill them. Yeah, yeah. And it, and it come from basically mercury that we all know to stay away from. Yeah, and I mean, we know that now. Literally, uh, clock, <laughs> clock makers also used it um, whenever they would they would do what they call a death clock, and these were these large, elaborate um, timepieces that they would dip in these mercury baths. And then they would gold foil them, gold plate them, and they could only make like 10 or 12 of these in their life because it was killing them the whole time they were making them. And they called them death clocks. Right. Um, there's one that's at like Pawn Stars out there in, in uh, Las Vegas. Yeah. They've got one behind there, like sitting up on the shelf. I want, I think they're wanting 10 grand for it. Um, but yeah, they're these. Now, uh, off topic, yeah. but similar. 
So this, this, I mean, and it's not just mercury. Like this type of stuff happens all the time throughout history. Yes, uh, lead as plates. Recent, as recently as yeah, lead paint, lead, lead the used plates in pipes, they were using, lead. Yeah, they were using plates in France, and they would were eating tomatoes off of the lead plates. Well, now that and famously the acidic part of that, right? And and famously, like, they thought yeah. tomatoes were poisonous. Yeah, that's so where they went from. And something too though, <clears throat> the, the, the and, tomato and the first ever, the first ever. Uh, trip to the Antarctic. Yes. Uh, that took canned food supplies. Right. They, were they had lead, lead cans. cans. So they thought they were effectively the, poisoning themselves. The people on the trip, the longer they went on the trip, the worse health they got in until they all died. They also though, thought that um, that tomatoes were poisonous because they are related to nightshade, which is which is poisonous, deadly right. in Europe. And when they, they came to the Americas, because the tomatoes were an American thing, uh, North American thing. They were like, "Why are you eating the fruit from this? You're, yeah. It will kill you." Yeah. And and then when they finally were like, "Oh well, no, this is a different plant." Right. Yeah, but it looks the same. Like but, the leaf shape and everything is the same. It's but like then all throughout history, uh, other times, like even as as recently as what, like the fifties or sixties, uh, they had artisans that would paint with glow in the dark paint. Yeah, bioluminescent like stuff. Not bioluminescent. No, no, no. It wasn't bioluminescence. It wasn't bioluminescence. <clears throat> it was radioactive. Yeah, crazy stuff. Like literally hardcore radioactive, and <clears throat> they were doing this really intricate tracing with it on like dishware and stuff. And in order to keep the point on their brush, oh, they were they constantly would lick licking the brush, the brush to get the point fine on the brush, and dipping it in this radioactive liquid and painting it onto the bout before they baked it Gee, into the set. I wonder what that's happening. What's and, that's called? And there were so many the HMO on that card. Just, <laughs> there, there were so many. There were so many people that like they would start losing hair. They would start getting these sores in their mouths, and nobody nobody understood why or what was happening. And this took like years to figure to fi- out yeah. that it was the they, it was radioactive. It's that's crazy. what made it glow in the dark was because it was radioactive. So I mean, and, and and but like yeah, lead based paint, lead pipes, lead eating utensils, like yeah. all this stuff throughout history has happened so many times that we found this new pretty thing, and then you know it's killing us. And then the find whole out time. The, yeah, it's yeah, that's deadly. But yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to like take over that. But no, 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 no. Was, You're, you, I mean, yeah. like I say, that's one that was on the list that I have, and I kind of read over, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, but I didn't know if I was going to hit it or not. I'm glad you did because yeah, okay. that was pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, the last one that I've got that I, that um was to pull out all the stops, and that's what we've done in this episode. We pulled out all the stops here. We're <laughs> we've made this episode probably the best that we've ever done. I'm just going to say it because you know. I hope so. I mean, I, yeah. Um, and what that means is that you have done everything that you possibly can do to make something successful. Um, we pulled out all the stops on the race. We pulled out all the stops, you know. For the, so what this is alluding to is the um, old pipe organs. And what they would do, those all those little uh, pull knobs that you have on, on it, those are called stops. And when you pull all the stops... What it does is it opens up the entire organ and it makes it as loud as it possibly can be. So when you've pulled out all the stops, you've turned on everything and you've allowed this organ to be. So so would you say like that's like putting the organ on on like eleven, right? (laughs) Yeah, be it. Yeah. (laughs) I haven't watched that movie in so long, dude. It's been so. I've been too long. But but this this one this one goes to eleven. Yes, I understand, sir. But why would you not just take ten and make it and make it louder? Because this one is eleven. <laughs> this guitar, can you hear it? No, I don't hear anything. You got to be quiet. Ah, <laughs> uh, but yes, the, the sustain is unreal. <laughs> But yeah, that's what oh. it means to pull out all the stops. So, so that way you're you're basically throwing everything that you have at it. You've pulled out all of those, and you're you're, you're it's as loud as it's going to get. And and you've done everything you can to make it successful. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Right on. So you did. Did you still have a funny one left? Um, right. Let, let's a look. humorous one. A, I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 oh, oh, speaking of humorous, let me tell you what I done at the house the day. <laughs> oh gosh. I walk around the corner right, and I accidentally hit my left humorous. Oh. And I did not find it funny at all, no. right? So I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm caressing it, going, oh, everybody's like, oh, ha 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 ha, was right. that humorous? I'm like, no, 
No, it was not. Not I literally I turn around and hit this humerus. <laughs> On the same spot, I hit my left arm on, and I'm just oh, like, that so is, that is humorous. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> so I'm, I just I, jumped the shark there. Uh, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, goodness! I feel like such a fish out of water. <laughs> uh, Guys, I've loved this. This has been this, awesome. This, this is a good idioms one. are so they're fun. They're yeah. and there's so many of them. Like we literally have not even touched the tip of the iceberg. Oh no, no, no I could even. read off like 15. Like just there's that like we've not there even were touched. lists that I whenever I was looking at this like hundreds of them. Oh yeah, yeah. And like well, I've got one more that I want to do. Okay, yeah, yeah. Just if if if, yeah. if you guys are both done, I got one no, more I want to get out. Because uh, this one. Uh, came. There's two of them here that are related. Okay. And I'm gonna do the one, then I'll explain the second one. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you guys a secret. I'm gonna let the cat out of the bag. Ah, the cat mm. out of the bag. We're we're we on our All way right. to Saint Eyes. I got yeah. it. <laughs> so let the cat out of the bag means that you've you've spoiled the surprise. You've mm-hmm. you've let the you've secret the be secret. known. Yep. Uh, but where does this come from? Why does it mean that? I, I want to guess magicians. No. 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 It is a form of trickery, though. Yes. But it would be, it would be more akin to fraud. So theft, like, theft maybe, by deception. Maybe, yep. maybe there's not a couple of rabbits in that bag after all, so to say. Close. So to piglets. Yep. Pig- piglets. Oh, okay. Close. So what would happen is people would go to a market. And, you know, when in the older days, when, uh, you know, times were tough, if you needed meat, you would go buy an animal and raise it and slaughter it when it was big. So people would go to the market to get a piglet to take home and raise, you know, you get a piglet, you know, three pounds, five pounds, whatever, take them home, raise them. You get a two or three hundred pounds for a big good size pig. So what they would do is they would go to the market to buy a pig. Well, I mean... You you know you've heard the saying, slicker and a grease pig and all that mm-hmm. stuff. They're they're they're, they're hard, hard to, to hold. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So what the guy selling at the market, he would put it in a bag for you. Just put it in a sack. So that way so you, you could hold on to it. Grab the sack and take it home with you. All right. <laughs> well, when you weren't paying attention close enough, he had a box full of kittens down there. And he would take a kitten and throw it in the bag for you. Because they literally a, were <clears throat> everywhere. They were just, yeah, and cats, they were feral cats, stray cats everywhere. Yeah. And they're not going to raise, and he, he can't get any money out of a cat. Nope. Because anybody could get a cat off the street. Yeah. But, so what, what they would do is they, and if he ever let the cat out of the bag, he had spoiled his trick and cost himself. Right. Or now, if you brought <clears throat> it home... And then yeah, you let the cat open, the, the, open the, the bag, the and there was gone. a cat. You got no you, evidence. It, yep. Now you you know you've been the jig you've is been, up. Yeah, you've this been guy fooled. A, yep, that, this that. guy was. But it also it. goes back to uh, another saying. It's tied into another saying: is a pig and a poke. Oh, no, ah. I've heard that. You ever heard of pig and a poke? I have well, heard I, of pig and a poke. I, I, Meaning, I've seen the game <clears> show. <laughs> Clark Griswold was. Well, but he was a pig. But it means like. Uh, a pig and a poke is like a, it's not worth much. It's so basically you don't necessarily know what's in the bag, right? Well, see, I didn't know this, but a poke is a type of bag. Bag, yeah. it's a specific type of bag. So you you didn't want you you don't want to buy a pig and a poke. You want to see the pig. You want to so make you, sure basically. That you're I, I've, I, now that this game is, show makes this sense. came from like way back whenever I was a youngin. <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of years years ago honestly my my great aunt and my grandmother they called brown paper bags pokes Pokes. well maybe that's what it is yeah um and you 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 got a poke of groceries and that was what they called a brown paper bag which that makes now sense to me because it would be something you can't see through right huh interesting now what about poke salad now that's that's a plant yeah that's that's that's, that's a plant but but i wonder if that's Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, the plan is P-O-L-K. Polk. Okay. Stupid letters got in yeah. the way. So it's that silent L that'll get you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but now here's the other thing. So the cat in the bag, right? Mm-hmm. That's the commonly, that's the most common one I've heard for Yeah, it, don't let the cat out of the bag. Yeah. The, because somebody was switching cats for pigs and you let the cat out of the bag, you've spoiled the surprise. Now the other theory for the explanation of this, which is less 
commonly believed to be the origin, but still a lot of people believe this is the origin for the phrase, is that the cat is referred refers to a cat of nine tails. So we're talking a flail. Uh, well, like a whip. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and if you let the cat out of the bag, you've taken the cat of nine tails out. To use. To use. Ah. Mm. So, but to me... I would think more of the street, bags. I would I would think more of the, the of of the, the 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 street fraud, right? That seems yeah. to me like a more likely origin. And, than and, and, to, well, and me too. And it's the widely held as the more plausible answer. Yeah, but because it when you let the cat out of the bag, the 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 meaning of that is you the have, deception has yes. been revealed. Right. Uh, but so I don't really understand how a cat of nine tails coming out of a bag is like a deception. Right. I, I don't understand that either. It doesn't make much sense, yeah. but but the street fraud does. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Hmm. I don't know where the other one comes from, but anyway, I'm going just, with the first one. Yeah. yeah me too. Yeah. Me as well. But yeah. That was my last one. But I just I, that one has always kind of. <laughs> I was like, why would you let a cat out of a bag? Why does that mean trick? I don't understand. So that one's always got me a little right, confused. I, I got to do one more. Okay. And this is more of a question to you guys because I, I spent the last decade, as you know, pretty much being a facilities director for a, a nursing facility. Okay. Right? So I, I get it, get up every morning and go up and you hear all these phrases from a century ago because everybody's 80 to 100 years old. Yeah. And, and right. it's just, so you hear it. So every morning I would be like, how are you doing? How are you doing? You know, and we'd say our introductions and stuff. And almost every single one of them from, I'm going to say, the 20s to the 50s, maybe. I'm going to go ahead and type something in here. Go ahead. So, no, I'm just, I'm just, go ahead. Oh, okay. uh, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm fair and midland. Fair to midland. Fair to midland. Fair to midland. Oh, well, I got it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> fair to midland. It's, it's, it's. It's. Uh, I, th- I want to say that it's. It's a reference to weather. Mm-hmm. Fair weather. Midland weather is is cloudy weather, but not stormy weather. That's exactly where it comes from. So I want to say it's a reference to weather. To to be to be fair to Midland means that you are on the 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 brighter side. Yeah, it's kind of like you got that Goldilocks zone going. Is that, that right? That, okay. That's I have no that, idea. That's from what from I've what never I heard of Midland. I've heard of mid. I've heard the saying, but I've never heard of middling in regards to the weather. Yeah. Well, most of it in in our neck of the woods, so to speak, it's we've got our farmland. We've got and most of the rest of it is ridge line and river lines. You know, it's just Kentucky. It's just water right. swampy, Redneckville, but beautiful land. So it was always fair. Yeah, fair right to there middling. in the mid. Yep. The According mid. to this, this the the dictionary literally yep. the phrase fair to middling means slightly above average. She managed to capitalize on something fair to middling uh, material on some fair to middling material, which means some uh, slightly above average. Yep. So fair to middling, yeah, I can yep. see That's that. That's where the, I got that one from. Um, if the creek don't rise, Lord willing. Yeah. And then another one they used to love to say was just like, "Buddy, I feel just as nervous as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs." I've heard that. Or, heard or that a rocking chairs factory. Yeah, yep. I've heard that. You know, and yeah, it's but just, I mean, that makes sense to me. It does. It, I, it completely because I, I wish see, I could. I thought you were going to say fine as a frog's hair. Fine as frog's now, hair. Fine as a frog's hair. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what that's about pretty drunk fine. But but. <laughs> That's what always just kill me because frogs don't have hair. Right. That means it's got to be really, 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 really fine. <laughs> really? Like smooth? Okay, so one more that I didn't put up here. Riding shotgun. We all know what that means. You know where yeah, it comes I from, right? Like yeah, stagecoaches. Stagecoaches, yeah. 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 So oh, I thought that side, was kind of where yeah. the, the horse comes up on the opposite. yeah they would yeah. Uh, the, they would have the driver the, the, yeah and the guy they would, would have drive. someone that would be have a sawed off shotgun typically sit and beside was, him yep sit beside him in case mm-hmm. they were being robbed and he could kill them or shoot um, them I, I'm gonna say okay. I've got a very millennial millennial definition of that because I did not know this till I started playing Red Dead Redemption two. Oh, what the the riding shotgun thing? Yes, really? Yes. Oh, wow. So uh, I, that that's something I just learned here within the past year. 37 years I finally learned what, what that meant and I was like I bet that links to why everybody wanted to ride okay yeah, that's it that's where it not goes a from. spot I really would think I'd want to be in alright 
Okay, so we have idiomed up. Um, we've let the cat out of the bag. We've yeah. pulled out all the stops. Um, yeah. This this episode didn't cost you an arm and a leg to listen to whatsoever. Oh, totally As a matter of fact, it was completely free, yeah. as is all of our episodes. Yeah. We gave you the whole nine yards. We gave you the whole nine yards, yeah. And hopefully you're not mad as a hatter after this one was over with. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but if you would like to, uh, to contact us, you can... Always follow us on Facebook at as facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash two minds podcast. Or yeah. shoot us a tweet at, at two minds podcast. Gmail. We have one of those too. Yep. Two minds podcast at gmail.com. You can find this episode and all of our past episodes on our hosting site, Podbean. That's with an N at the end. Yep. It took Just me a like long time to figure that out, by the way, Obes. <laughs> I thought it was Podbeam. Pod I don't beam. know, but Podbean. Welcome to Podbean. <laughs> but now that I know that it's Bean, it makes sense to me. That's two minds.podbean.com. And you can also find us on Spotify. You can search either Jason Claywell. Jeremy Ham or Two Minds Podcast. Make sure you put quotations around any of those. Right. Yeah. And you got to make sure you're under the podcast section. Oh, yeah. It doesn't pull it up if you're in music. Okay. It's only if you're under podcast. Yeah. Because this is kind of like a podcast and such. Yeah. <laughs> is that what yeah. we're doing? That's Well, that's what they call it. It's like a, almost like a radio show. Not what the like on the internet. Said. There's, something, no, there's, there's something wrong with this parrot. <laughs> Speaking I, of parrot. I need um, a refund. Mel Blank. You got to know who that is. The oh, voice all the voices of, of, of Bugs Bunny, Bugs Daffy Duck. Yeah. Like, we were, I was watching a video.